Hey, good morning, everyone. Glad to have you with me on Wednesday. It's Living Scent Wednesday, uh, the uh, day that we've picked to do Facebook Live, uh, paying attention to what it means to live scent into the world. Just as Jesus was sent to us, what does it mean that we are sent by Jesus into the world uh, to be light and love for him? I'm glad you're with me this morning. What a beautiful day it's going to be in the Twin Cities today. Hope you get a chance to get out and take a deep breath. I know not all of you live right here. Maybe some of you are watching from other places and I welcome you, but uh, it is going to be a great day for us. Hey, just to want to start with a story uh, f- with for you this morning comes from Bruce Larson, who wrote uh, kind of a a devotional commentary, uh, and he was uh, on the book of Luke in the the Gospels. And if you know, I've kind of spent a lot of time over the last month in Luke 9 and Luke 10, where we see Jesus sending out his disciples. And then amazingly, at the end of Luke 10, we see the story of uh, kind of perfect sentness in a way, uh, as Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan and what it means to truly love our neighbor. Well, Bruce Larson, in his commentary on Luke, shares this uh, fun story, and I'm going to go ahead and read it so I get the details to you. I don't always like to necessarily read, but so sorry if I kind of dip my face down a little bit, but he says this. He says, a friend of mine was building a home in the mountains of Vermont in a place where it's very difficult to get water. He asked an old Vermonter to come over and divine the source of water on his property with a stick. Sure enough, this old-timer found the appropriate spot. Just dig 14 feet straight down here and you'll find an underground river, he told my friend. When you hit the water, pump it out every day. My friend followed the instructions and found the underground river. He pumped it out the first day and more water came in. In the next few days, the water rose to four feet, then six feet, and then eight feet, and at eight feet it seemed stationary, so he just left it. Returning some months later when the house was finished being built, he immediately turned on the water. The first day there seemed to be plenty, but by the next day there was none at all. The well was empty. In spite of his efforts to revive it, my friend ended up having to dig an artesian well at the cost of $3,000. Much later, he ran into the old Vermonter in town and told him the disappointing story. Did you pump it out every day, was the question. No, said my friend. The Vermonter shook his head. You fool, an underground river is made up of thousands of little capillaries running underground. As you pump the water, you enlarge those capillaries and more water comes. Once you stop, the water backs up The capillaries close and the underground river is formed somewhere else. Our life in Jesus is like that, uh, Bruce goes on to say. As we give our time, our love, our money, our resources, the well is always filled. When When we begin to believe what's mine is just mine, somehow our lives dry up. And we've lost the key to everything. So I was thinking about that in because he's he's writing that in relation to this parable of the Good Samaritan, which we've been talking about for a few weeks. 
In the first week, I talked about how, you know, we have the two religious leaders who just passed by the guy who was beat up on the road. And we, it, it kind of is striking to us that they would do that. I mean, here's the religious leaders. Here's the ones who should be doing the acts of God and, and blessing this person, taking care of them, and they just pass by. And I, I just asked the question, maybe it was an issue of kind of capacity. Did they, had they developed in themselves the capacity to love well in that moment? Did they, did they have the space? And maybe in the context of this story I just read, it's had they, had they done enough in their daily lives to keep the water flowing so that the, the, the love would flow through their life? Or was it just about kind of making things happen? Did they have the space in their lives? And then last week, I talked a little bit about kind of that point, that, that decision point that we come to when we cross a situation where we sense the leading of the Lord, kind of that very moment of, the, of decision where those religious leaders had to pause and make a decision, and it says in Scripture they went around to the other side. And sometimes you and I come to those decision points when we, when we sense that there is something that needs to be done for someone else, no matter how little or how large, some act of kindness, some act of service, some act of compassion or love, and we kind of come to that decision point, and do we respond? Do we step out into that? And and then we come across this Samaritan in the story, which we haven't talked a lot about, but it's fascinating because, as I mentioned last week, the people who are listening to Jesus' story probably expected the Jesus to say some some just normal dude, <laughs> some some normal Jew, not one of the religious leaders, was going to stop and take care of this guy. But he said a Samaritan stopped. That was a shocker for them. Because in their minds, a Samaritan wouldn't do this. A Samaritan wouldn't take care of a Jew. A Samaritan wouldn't cross the lines. These guys were kind of enemies of one another, the Jews and the Samaritans. That dates all the way back to the division of the southern and northern kingdom back in Old Testament times. When a rift was created between the, the tribes of, of the north and the tribes of the south and the Israelites versus the Jews, and uh, you can begin to read in Kings and in Chronicles what, what began to happen in the separation and the thinking and the ways of worship and, and even the bringing in of idols in the northern kingdom. And Samaria was the capital of that northern kingdom. And so thing, they, they just had drift in terms of following God in the ways that God called them to. And so there was a rift that was created because the Jews looked upon the Samaritans like dogs, like like less than dogs, like kick the dog kind of thing. Uh, so it was a shocker when Jesus says the Samaritan stopped and helped the guy who was beaten up on the side of the road. And not only did he stop to kind of just check to see how he was doing, he actually took steps to sacrificially out of his time, out of his resources. And scripture says he took him and boarded him up into uh, some hotel or care center or whatever it might have been. 
and actually paid for his board for perhaps weeks or maybe months ahead while the person was being taken care of. I think ultimately this wasn't about being a Jew or a Samaritan. I think in some ways the point of Jesus' story is what had happened in the life of the Samaritan. This is about the person. And that this person, it's not about, again, being a Samaritan or a Jew. It's simply about a person who had the capacity, that natural compassion that Jesus had to just respond in the moment. And we can't always do that in every single moment. But there are times when we have that point of it's obvious it's time to respond in this moment. Whether it's sharing an encouraging word, like I've said before, writing a letter, doing something for a neighbor, uh, taking food to someone, uh, whatever it might be. And I love Bruce Larson's story about kind of pumping the water out from underground because so much of what God talks about throughout scripture and uses the imagery of a river, almost like the Holy Spirit as a river flowing through us to nourish those around us, to bring blessing to those around us. And yet sometimes I think the times when we don't respond out of love and compassion, it may be that we have to just check ourselves and say, is there some points along the way where I've restricted the flow? And that there's, and, and, and that the answer to coming back to being a loving person, to living scent, to responding well, is simply to start re-pumping again and to do it daily in the simplest of ways. Maybe it first starts with the first person you see in being able to just bless them, maybe pray for them or give them an encouraging word or or somebody you see at work, whatever it might be, that you just start slowly repumping and that river begins to flow again. Why? Not because of us, but because God is eager by the power of his spirit to flow through us to bless others. That's what it means to live sent into the world around us, to simply be people whose lives are flowing with the river of the Holy Spirit to others. I love, and let me close with this, I love in the Psalms, the imagery that we get of the of a river. Psalm 46, and uh, for, of course, the first few verses are wonderful too, but starting in verse four, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. She will help her at, God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I just love the imagery in there of the river making glad the city of God, the people of God. You and I are the people of God. And others around us, God is eager for them to know him. And that can happen simply through God's river of love and compassion flowing through us. Maybe it's gotten shut off somewhere along the way in in you and you found that it's just difficult to, to kind of prime that and who knows why. Maybe you can do a little check on that to say, Maybe, you, maybe you're thinking, well, I just don't have as much as other people do to give or, you know, I'm, I'm just all out of love for the day. Uh, I'm just worn out or 
I've just been had one too many obstacles or there's just too much going on in society. There's too much. It's just overwhelming. God just says, start with letting him take care of that. Letting him begin to flow through you. If you're feeling kind of at the end, that may be just where God wants you today because he may be ready to just flow through you. Uh, to the, for the sake of others. Well, I'll stop for today. Make sure you go out and enjoy the day. Take some fresh air in. Uh, let the Spirit of God just fill you up in this day uh, that he may use you to bless others. Have a great day today.